glad to, to be here with all of you this morning. Um, I'm going to pray real quick, and then we'll, we'll get into it. Uh, Father God, thank you uh, so much uh, for this morning. God, I thank you for uh, just the opportunity to gather together, Lord, even in the midst of, of snow and, and uh, sort of that obstacle. God, we thank you for your word, and uh, Lord, I just publicly declare my dependence upon you, Lord. I can't do it alone. I don't want to do it alone. And uh, I just pray that you would give me the words to speak. God, I, I need you. Um, and I just pray, Lord, that, that your spirit would be here this morning with us, guiding uh, this subject and, and just guiding our hearts, strong us closer to you. And uh, I pray this all in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, so we are in week two of a sermon series on generosity. Uh, last <clears throat> last week, uh, Pastor Brian kicked us off, and uh, we talked about why generosity. And so that that's what he, that's a question he answered. And throughout the rest of the series, what we'd like to do is to convey uh, some of those roadblocks uh, that that stifle us from living a life of generosity. Now, this morning, um, I don't I don't have a five point outline, and uh, <clears throat> I've entitled uh, my lesson "God's Ownership and Our Response to That." So, like I said, I don't have a five point outline. And uh, I don't know that there's, there's this direct point. But what I want to uh, talk about is just if God is truly the owner and we live according to that, it's going uh, to look different. Um, <clears throat> you see, I think that one of the major roadblocks to living a generous life is our perspective of God's ownership <clears throat> and what our responsibility is in relation to that ownership. Uh, I'm not going to bring anything new to the table this morning. It's probably not going to be anything uh, mind-blowing or something you've not already heard before. Um, what I really want to do is, is to shape or reshape or, or challenge our perspective because we, we get so focused on the here and now. I mean, we're human. That's, that's the way we think. Um, and, and further... It's not about, you know, when we talk about gener generosity, it's not about how much I have or how much I don't have. It's not about uh, my gifts, talents, and abilities or what I don't have. It's what I do with, with what I have. And so um, <clears throat> I'm going to lay out uh, a quick, a couple, three quick, easy, very elementary uh, foundational pieces um, that really could probably go with any sermon uh, ever taught. Um, and... and, and uh, then there's going to be an illustration, and then I'll finish with some application. <clears throat> okay, my first point, and this is not my elementary point, but this is my first point um, that I want to really sort of dive into this morning, is that what I or you believe about God is the absolute most important thing about you. It is without a doubt the most important thing about, thing about you as an individual, what we think about God. <clears throat> Uh, or what we believe about God. Oh my goodness, I've already blown it. I'm sorry. <laughs> Generosity uh, is a reflection of our faith in God. Uh, and our faith is a direct response to the question, is he good? Is he trustworthy? Can he take care of me? Will he provide? That's faith, right? What I believe about God uh, is different. I feel like I have to retract what I believe about God is the most important thing about myself, not what I think, right? Because people all day long, and we see it in like politics, people say what they think, right? But they live what they believe to actually be true, right? Like I can say, 
oh, I think it's bad that, uh, you know, a, a guy uh, is, a, is a drunkard, right? But if I do that, I'm living what I believe. So th- there is a distinction to be made, not my point at all. <clears throat> but, um, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, as good old-fashioned Christian folk, we believe uh, what the Bible has to say, right? We believe it to be true. Um, we believe that, that the scripture is God-breathed, as, as 2 Timothy 3.16 tells us, that it's perfect, it's complete, and it stands alone. That's foundation number one. We believe that the Bible is true. I said it was easy, elementary, right? Okay, point number, if point number one is true, then, then my second point is, if we believe that scripture is true, then we believe that God created all things, right? If God, God created all things, Genesis chapter 1. We believe that. It's good old-fashioned Christian folk. We believe that God created all things. Now, I've already basically, God's ownership, if he created all things, I feel like we could probably clock out and go home now, but I got way too much to talk about. <laughs> okay, so if, if the first two points are true, um, <clears throat> then we move on to the third point, and that is this. That is that Jesus is God right? And all things were created through him and all things, uh, that in all things he has authority in heaven and on earth, right? That if the first two are true, then the third one is true. Jesus is God, that all things were created through him and he has authority over all things. Uh, and, and we see that, you know, uh, John chapter 1, uh, Matthew 28, 18, and Philippians 2, 5, and 6, among many other. And, and I have a lot to cover, so for the sake of time, those are the verses uh, that that comes from. So, <clears throat> super basic, right? I told you. Those are my three elementary points, um, and they're not complicated. And you've heard those before. We're good old-fashioned church folk, right? We're Christians. Uh, <clears throat> but why are they important? Why are these basic points so important? Why do they matter when it comes to generosity, right? Because that's, that's the series that we're in. Well, the whole essence of the gospel in Jesus' ministry is generosity. The whole essence of the gospel, right? God was generous. He made a way for us, right? That's, that's why we're sitting here this morning, because God made a way that, that, you know, Jesus lived the life he did. He died on a cross. Three days later, he rose again. That's why we're here this morning. We believe that to be true. We believe in the word of God. <clears throat> Not complicated stuff. But that is... Uh, again, the essence of the gospel. Now, generosity, generosity by definition is a quality of being kind and generous. <clears throat> well, you use generous in, in the definition. So the, the definition of generous uh, is a, of a person showing a readiness to give more of something as money or time uh, than is strictly necessary or accepted. So by definition, Jesus was extremely generous, right? With his time, with his energy, with his talents, <clears throat> with his provision, with his death. Jesus was extremely generous. That's important to understand. And we get that. We get that on the surface level and the head knowledge. We understand, oh yeah, Jesus was generous. But that's, it's not just enough to acknowledge that, right? Like we have to live, we have to live that out. And so, and so really, that's what we're talking about. Every Sunday morning, we're not coming in here talking about things that, that we don't really already know. It's just we need that extra boost, that, that uh, affirmation, that confirmation, that, that kick in the pants to get it going. And that, that's what we're doing. So, um, 
and, and again, we think about Jesus' ministry. We think about healing the blind. We think about feeding the masses. We think about calming the storm. We think about comforting people, meeting people right where they were, right? The woman at the well, meeting this woman right where she was in the midst of all this stuff, in the midst of uh, being outcast and all that stuff. He was generous. He was generous. Women didn't talk to men like that. And, And certainly a Jew didn't talk to a Samaritan like that. He was generous with his time, with his heart in that. Uh, John 1, or 1 John, I'm sorry, uh, chapter 2, verses 3 through 6 say this. We know that we we have come to know him if we obey his commands. The man who says, I know him, but does not do what he commands, is a liar, and the truth is not in him. But if anyone obeys his word, uh, God's love is truly made complete in him. This is how we know we are in him. Whoever claims to live in him must walk as Jesus did. Okay, so I'm going to connect the elementary dots here. <laughs> okay, my first three points were to build on the fact that Jesus has authority. Now we read it, I just read in 1 John chapter 2, verse 6 there. Whoever claims to live in him must walk as he did. We've established that Jesus was a abundantly generous and we must walk as he did sermon over right not not a chance okay (laughs) i'm sorry uh one of the greatest points uh, of jesus jesus ministry as well as paul's even was uh was not just knowing or teaching the truth that wasn't that wasn't the most important part of of their ministry right it was living it out in first corinthians uh Chapter 11, verse 1, is Paul says, follow my example as I follow the example of Christ, right? It's not just enough to know, hey, I should be generous. It, and it's not just about being generous. It, you know, I mean, we could talk about any of the, the characteristics of a, of a Christian, all the things that we're called to do. It's not enough to just know the truth. We have to live it out. Um, <clears throat> I mean, I'll give you a scenario here. Uh, what if... <clears throat> Uh, for those, those of you who have, have children, what if you, you go to your kids and you say, hey, listen, this is what I want you to do. I want you to clean your room, okay? Uh, pretty basic, right? Clean your room. Uh, I've had this talk countless times. Like, I literally cannot count how many times I've had this, this conversation with my kids. Now, <clears throat> so a little while later, I go to kind of check and see how things are going, and no progress is made. And I'm like, what? What in the world? Okay, and I say, hey, what, what's going on? I, I ask you to clean your room. And they say, hey, hey, I know, I know the room isn't clean, but listen, this is what we did. <clears throat> I know we didn't clean the room, uh, but I interpreted properly what you meant by saying I cleaned your room, or to clean my room. I interpreted that properly. Also, uh, I know how to say clean your room in Greek. Uh, we, we formed a committee, we formed a committee, uh, and in this committee we discussed all the ways to clean a room, the best times to clean the room, uh, the most effective ways to clean the room. Now, we've done this. We, we really sat down, we put a lot of hard work into this. <clears throat> we discussed in this committee how often a room should be cleaned uh, and, and in what order it should be cleaned. We talked about uh, how much time we should devote to cleaning a room. Right? As this committee, we, we put a lot of hard work into it, right? We, I mean, I don't know about you, but I would look at my kids, well, in awe, really, but, but I would think, have you lost, you've lost your mind. 
You've, you've literally lost your, I'm impressed. I need to walk away because, wow, that's, my goodness. <laughs> my instructions were clear, right? Right? Like, clean your room. It's pretty basic, right? But do we not do that? Do we as the church, do we not do that same thing? We do, right? We overcomplicate things. The scripture is clear about how we ought to live and what we ought to do. And yet, we do all of those things basically, right? And, and that's not a knock on the church. I'm just saying that that's, it's in our nature. So what do we do about it? And that's, that's really what I want to talk about this morning. Okay. God's instruction is clear. Uh, we as Christians should be the most generous people on the planet. Noticeably so, right? I mean, we as Christians, because that's the essence of the gospel. That's what we're called to do is to be generous with our time, with our talents, absolutely with our finances, with our hearts, right? With our forgiveness, with all of those things. That's, that's a life of generosity. It's not, it's not uh, just, just put in this little box of generosity. No, man, that is a lifestyle. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> James uh, chapter 2, verses 14 through 16, uh, faith without deeds is dead. Right? We, we understand that. That's what scripture tells us. That faith without deeds is dead. In verse 24, it says this. It says, you see uh, that a person is justified by what, they, uh, what he does, not by faith alone. Okay? Matthew uh, 25, verses 31 through 46. The sheep and the goats. Man, I, I love that parable, by the way. Um, uh, but in verse 40, 34, it says this. The king will say to those <clears throat> on, his right, on his right, come. Come, you who are blessed by my Father, take your inheritance, the kingdom prepared for you since the creation of the world. Uh, the thing is, that they fed the hungry. They gave to others uh, that were thirsty. They invited the stranger in. They clothed the needy. They visited the sick and imprisoned. Our faith has to take action. It has to. Because James tells faith without deeds is dead. It's meaningless. The sheep and the goats, it's the same. The essence is the absolute same. <clears throat> Again, true faith takes form in action. There's no doubt about this uh, in Scripture or in our lives. Understanding God's full and complete ownership of all that we have <clears throat> and all that we do shapes our perspective of, of how we are to live our lives. I think one of the biggest roadblocks of living a life out in this perspective <clears throat> is that we get caught up in the here and now. It's so easy. It's so easy to get wrapped up in our own little boat. I do this all the time. And it's, you know, we would like to say selfish or whatever, but that's how it is. We all have our own stuff going on. Um, to kind of help shape that uh, perspective a little bit, I got a little illustration. Uh, it's not original to me. But I saw it on the line, and it was, I, I enjoyed it, so... Bear with me. Got this long rope here. Okay. Okay, so, got a knot in it. All right, <clears throat> so, so we'll pretend that this, this rope uh, is your existence, right? And we'll pretend, uh, for the sake of pretending, uh, that this rope goes on forever and ever and ever and ever into eternity, Okay. Because we're eternal beings, right? <clears throat> we are. Now, 
we, we have a choice to make as to where we're going to spend that eternity. Now, <clears throat> this red part <clears throat> right here is our life on earth, okay? And, and that, that's what scripture tells us, that we're here. We're but a breath, man. We're, we're like a flower in the field, here today and gone tomorrow, <clears throat> okay? Now, we spend all of our time and energy <clears throat> focusing right here, right? That's what we do, okay? We spend all this time and energy and, and there's a lot of us that, that have this perspective or understanding that, oh, man, I need to work really hard in this area right here, really, really hard. I need to save, 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 invest, 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 save, 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 invest. Uh, and then this little bitty, this little bitty part right back here, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to live the good life. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to retire. I'm going to go eat good food. I'm going to travel. I'm going to do all this stuff, right? But that's not the life we're called to live. Because what we do in this red part determines where we're going to be for eternity, right? Is that, is that not the truth? Can I get an amen, a something, a yeah, a woohoo, right? That's, but that's the truth, is that we focus so much on this little bitty here and now that we lose it. We lose it, right? What does Jesus say? He talks about investing in tre treasures in heaven where wrath and moth and rust do not destroy and thieves can't steal, right? That's not save, 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 work, 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 save, 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 invest, invest, invest. That's not what that is. Now, listen, my, I'm not knocking those things. It is prudent. It's wise, okay? But we ha they have to be put in their proper perspective, do they not? Absolutely, okay? All right. <sighs> Being authentically generous uh, is not something that can be faked because it's a heart condition, right? Like we can give and give and give, but it, it, it doesn't get to the heart of, of who I am, right? Because I, can, I can't fake the heart. Uh, and, and I'll, not me, uh, scripture has something to say about that. Uh, in, in Matthew chapter 7, verse 21 through 23, it says, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only those who, who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, do we not prophesy in your name? Do we not, in your name, do we not drive out demons and perform many miracles? Then I will tell them plainly, I never knew you. Away from me, you evildoers. Okay, it's not about, this is the, the line, okay? This is not a workspace theology, the truth is, is those people thought that they were doing significant things for Jesus, right? They thought that what they were doing was good. They were prophesying in his name. They were doing all these things. But Jesus says, away from me, you were evildoers, because they weren't doing the will of the Father. It wasn't about Jesus. It was about self, right? That's what it, that's what it boiled down to. It wasn't worship and spirit and truth. It was about self, and that's why he says that to these people. But I, I think that we have to, uh, you know, as, as Romans chapter 12 talks about, look soberly into ourselves, right? To not think more highly of ourselves than we ought, but with sober judgment, okay? Now, I'm not, I'm not the spirit of God, and I'm, I'm not, it's not my job to judge. But I think that we all have to ask those things. What are my motives? What is my heart? What is my heart in this? What is, what is it that, I, that I'm, I'm seeking to gain? Because there's a difference between serving the church 
in serving Jesus. And that, that's what that scripture talks about. <clears throat> I mean, not specifically that, but in essence, that's, a, that's the same thing, okay? Um, okay, so we're moving into the application part of this, and, and we'll get out of here. <clears throat> okay, so I'm not a math teacher. Uh, I'm not a mathematician, but this is what I got. In, in the city or town of Goodland, there are approximately 4,500 people, approximately. Now, there's a few families, Dobbs, Douglases. We're trying to add to that number. We're trying to boost it up, all right? You guys need to pick up the pace. No, that's good. Okay, <laughs> so in that, uh, there are approximately 10 to 15 churches. Uh, it's... I'm not going to get into it. That's, that's a side note. Okay, so approximately 10 to 15 churches in the community. Uh, for my point of being generous, we're going to say 15 churches, okay? So uh, let's, let's say every one of those churches, again, we're being generous. We're going to say that those 15 churches uh, all serve regularly 150 people, okay? Does anybody know how many that is? Okay, it's... <laughs> Okay, so that's 15 churches serving 150 people each. That's a total of 2,250 people, okay? That means uh, that 4,500 people minus 25, uh, or 2,250 good old Christian church folk uh, are being well-churched even equals 2,250. So if you're keeping up or if I'm articulating well, that's approximately 50%, right? That's not bad. That's not bad. If we were talking about winning the lottery or a brand new car or something like that, right? 50% is not bad. But what we're talking about here and what we're doing here is, is souls, right? We're pointing people to Christ. Remember when I started, the, the most important thing about, about us is what we believe about God. Because all this doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things if I'm eternally separated from God. That's why it's the most important thing. So 50%, that's weak. And that's being generous, right? There's no, I mean, there you, I've, I've preached at other churches in this community with six people in there. That ain't no 150. So I'm being generous at saying 50%. We're, we got to step up, right? <clears throat> okay. We're talking about people's souls. So when we talk about generosity, it's not about I do this for that. There's not reciprocity in that. It's an overflow of what I have, right? Like I know how much I'm forgiven. I know how much I'm loved. I know how much I'm cherished. Now there's days where I got to fight for that, right? Like I got to stand on the truth and say, no, that's mine. That's mine. I'm taking it. I'm taking hold of it. And it's not easy every single day. But the truth is, is that's the truth. I know who I'm in Christ. We, we finished this identity series, and that's what we talked about. All of our identity in Christ, who we are, that value, all of those things. So when we talk about generosity, it's because I recognize all that God has for me. And out of that, I just, I have to give. I have to love well. Not, not I have to, I get to. Forgive me. So what now? <clears throat> what if, what if the church, our church, Harvest, what if we make a commitment to be a generous church, right? 
with our time, with our talents, with our money, with all of that stuff? What would that look like? We're doing some good things. I mean, the fact that, you know, we get to uh, support Paul and Sarah, man, that's awesome. We had five guys go to Ghana? Five? Five guys. What would it look like to be generous? Would it be 10? Would it be 20 guys? What would that look like? What would it look like to be a church that is generous when it gives grace, right? We live in community of grace. What would it look like uh, to not go through the motions, but to actually be intentional about being generous with our time, with our gifts, with our talents, with our finances? What would that look like? Would it, I mean, we're talking about souls here. We're not talking about playing church. I don't care about filling every row because it doesn't matter if we're not ministering to their souls, right? I mean, you see, and this is, you know, I'm sure in a, a football stadium of tens of thousands of people, that's a lot of people, right? Could you imagine those souls being one to Christ? Now, we have, we have a fertile, fertile uh, <clears throat> mission ground out in, out in our community, right? We just talked about in being generous, 50% of people in Goodland, in our small community, are unchurched, are unsaved. Let's be generous. Being generous is an opportunity to show who really owns it. Right? When we're generous, we're demonstrating that faith in God, that what he says is actually true, that I believe that he can take care of me. That, that he, can, he can handle the uh, consequence of my obedience. Is that right, Terry? Thank you. All right, that's all I have. Do you have a, are you? Okay, very good. I'm gonna pray, is that cool? Okay, Father God, thank you so much for uh, this day. Again, Lord, I thank you for the opportunity to just share my heart. And uh, God, I pray that you would uh, just challenge us to be generous, generous people, Lord, uh, generous with our grace, our love, our time, our talents, all that you have gifted us with. And uh, I just pray. Uh, just for a blessed uh, Sunday and a blessed week. And I pray this all in Jesus' name. Amen.